Hot sports news, check. Hot takes, check. Hot dudes, check. This is live from the 8155. All right, everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome back. It is live from the 815 Podcast. I am your host, Colton St. Vincent. And I'm your other host, Jake LaRue. And uh, we're going to start with football today because football season is upon us. So Yes, it is. <laughs> baseball playoffs are not here yet. It's the dog days of summer. So let's talk football and the Packers and Bears played this weekend, played this weekend, and they both had good games, respectively. The Packers beat one of the better teams in the uh, entire NFC in the Seattle Seahawks, and the Bears put up a fight against last year's NFC champion and almost Super Bowl champion, the Atlanta Falcons. People forget and, uh, that they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, people forget they actually lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots, who made a comeback. I, I've heard. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, I forgot seen about anyone that talk until about we, it until we watched the um, the NFL Rewind. The other oh day. yeah, yeah, we watched that during our fantasy draft. It was shocking to find out the Patriots won that game. I just turned it off and never heard anything again at oh, halftime. Man. So you said it, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's start with the Bears. Uh, they lost twenty-three to seventeen. And um, they probably would have won that game at the end. Let's just skip to the end of the game. If Tariq Cohen was in instead of Jordan Howard on that second-to-last play, Jordan Howard drops a ball at the two-yard line and gets popped and doesn't score. If Cohen's there, he catches it and slides in easily. So that's interesting. And, you know, Jordan Howard did also only get 13 carries that game. So... It may be the takeover of Tariq Cohen. Yeah, we need to we need to break some news here soon. Um, Tariq Cohen is officially the starting running back for Week Two of the uh, Chicago Bears, according to none of my sources. Yeah, uh, we don't have any sources, and even though we don't have any, they're still not telling us that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even the ones that we don't have aren't telling us. Yeah, no, Jordan Howard's still really good. Um, Mike Glennon, what do you think of him? You know, are you calling for? Truth Biscay yet? I'm always calling for Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Glennon, Glennon's fine. I, he's he's exactly what I thought he'd be. He if, yeah, if Howard fine. if Howard makes that catch and scores and and we win, everyone's gonna everyone would say like, wow, that was a pretty solid game. But but who knows when the next time he's gonna blow it? Like he's he's in a a no win situation here. Yeah, he's just waiting to lose his job basically because as soon as he messes up, uh, he'll be out. It'll be Trubisky's show. And uh, he went 26 of 40 for 213 yards and a touchdown. That's not amazing, but it's not bad at all, especially against a decent defense in the Atlanta Falcons. He's um, he's, he's just going to put up, like, old Alex Smith numbers. I said old because I don't know if Alex Smith is, is the next gunslinger of the of the NFL. <laughs> oh, yeah, won. the new Alex Smith, the, the new 30, like, what, 35-year-old Alex Smith. He's old yeah, as he's, shit. He's pretty old, but um, yeah, he lit up the Patriots. But Mike Lennon, uh, he didn't look very mobile. 
uh, I was watching from what I saw. The Falcons, whenever they got pressure on him, he just sort of, you know, went down. He stayed in the pocket valiantly because he can see well over the heads of the rest of the defense. Yes. Being 6'11". He uses as his uh, giraffe neck and can clearly see over the uh, <laughs> the defensive line. Yeah, which <laughs> leads to some sacks. But uh, either way, the Bears look pretty good. Uh, bad news for the Bears, though, is they lose their probably their best defensive player in Jarrell Freeman to the IR. So he could be done for till late season. That's a big blow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like when it comes Used to the Bears to season, I really don't know what to say. Like <laughs> the more we win, the worse draft pick we're gonna get. But I also don't want to see them tank. Their defense is, is good enough to go like eight and eight, but their offense is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could be excited. Maybe Trubisky turns it around, but really, you know, you, Bears fans should be used to this injury thing. You guys went through it pretty hardcore last year. Probably, I think you were the second worst team in terms of injuries. Uh, I think the Chargers were the worst, but I no, <laughs> I think we set the most. I I think we set the record for the most days on the IR for a team in yeah, that's, in uh, one that, season. That's damn impressive. I think uh, Chargers was like a different way to keep the stat that yeah, makes well, every well, team sound. They were like they were just most like most starters. games missed, but we were most games on oh. the IR or something like that. Oh yeah, something. Yeah, whatever. Some super team, fun stat. Both teams super injured, um, but the Bears are right back on track with the injuries. Um, losing. Oh, we forgot to mention Kevin White also got hurt. Oh my god! <laughs> Breaking news: Kevin White. Is out again. Nobody's surprised. But um, yeah, it's, that's so annoying. <laughs> Vic. So we needed a linebacker in that draft three years ago, and Vic Beasley was the eighth overall pick. And <laughs> yeah. Kevin White was the seventh overall pick, and Vic and Vic Beasley's a first-team All-Pro, and Kevin White plays fourteen plays a year. Yeah, <laughs> about on average, I'd say so. We, uh, Vic Beasley also got a sack last week against you and caused a ton of pressure versus Glenn. So. Our trainers suck. Our <laughs> Is that it? Sucks. You know, with sports, I, I always want to blame the trainer, but it can't be the trainer's fault. It's got to right? be they, something like they, that. They stretch, right? <laughs> do they have the Bears stretch before games? or <laughs> It's like, do I don't just... know, trainer and conditioning coach, and it's got to be someone. It can't just be luck. Well, I mean, I, it, well, it can be because Kevin White – Broke his collarbone. That's you can't nothing you can do about that. And Jarrell Freeman got a concussion. Nothing really you can do about that. And I think his chest or something. So they weren't soft tissue injuries, you know. I'm calling for the heads of, of the <laughs> trainers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, it has been brutal. The Bears next week go into uh, or this upcoming Sunday go into Tampa Bay and take on the Buccaneers. Hard knocks favorites you know i have never seen a single episode of hard knocks really i like hard knocks i didn't watch it last year i think it was the rams why would i watch jeff fisher because i would just hilarious i I would lose like 10 points of football iq just from watching that man talk no but uh actually jeff fisher might be one of the smartest men in nfl history because he kept the job for so long I guess, but I, I also think he's one of the worst coaches in NFL history. Exactly, but, and, he, and he was a coach for like 25 years. Yeah, maybe he was blackmailing somebody's wife or something, you know. He's, <laughs> or he's banging someone's to, wife. to start banging some wives. He, yeah, he's got that porn star mustache. <laughs> he's banging one of the owner's wives. Kind of like my holding, mustache. 
holding him hostage saying, hey, if you fire me, I'm telling everyone I banged your wife. Unless I go 8-8 eight and eight for 15 straight seasons. And then I'll just, you can fire me. But, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, I watched their hard knocks. That was actually pretty cool. You know, I like James Winston. He's a lot of fun to watch talk. And it's also Tampa's first game of the year, so they're going to be pumped up. So how do you feel about going into this game? Well, um, the Bucks were my surprise team. I had them going like 10-6, and six, something like that. This is 100% one of their 10 wins. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm literally looking at the schedule right now, and the only – I'm – fuck. The Bears' schedule is brutal. It sucks. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, you go, just go through their schedule. Uh, you got Falcons, Buccaneers, Steelers, Packers. Vikings look good. Ravens look good. Panthers – that could be maybe a sneak out that win. Saints, they didn't look that great. Packers again, Lions, Eagles, 49ers, that's, you lock that one up. Uh, Bengals, maybe. Lions, Browns, Vikings. Don't count up the Browns as a win just yet because they look pretty good versus Steelers. Jesus Christ. We honestly might go 0 16. <laughs> but you guys looked good. You don't, you put up a fight against Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think you should get your hopes down from that first game, you know? But week Anything one gives me, gives me absolutely no insight because it was literally sloppy throughout the entire league. I think it's because yeah. there was only one cut this year, so there was only like like nine days in between the, the final cuts and the first games. So there wasn't as much time as normal to, like, all, to, to like actually have your team. Yeah, I like that take. That makes sense, you know? And then there also there's a ton of signings and a ton of trades right at the deadline or yeah. right at the cut line so this year it's because super of super sloppy and all over the place. So <laughs> week one was did crazy boring and really sloppy. I think week two is going to be kind of similar, but three, four, five, it's it's going to get back to like actual good football. Yeah, um, I you know I am really down on the Falcons this year, so I think this is actually just a sign of things to come for the Falcons of barely squeaking out versus the bad teams and uh, getting beat by good teams. So this week, using that as a transition, they play a pretty good team, and they play the Packers uh, rematch of the NFC Championship game. Uh, this game is it. in Atlanta. <laughs> well, not that NFC Championship. Uh, well, that's actually whatever. Uh, so it's a rematch, and it's in Atlanta. Um, I'm feeling good coming off of a win for the Packers over the Seahawks. Our defense actually looked impressive, but that could be completely contributed to how inept the Seahawks' offensive line is. So bad. Like, so apparently bad. the entire NFL has just given up on blocking. Like the Colts, they just said, ah, fuck it. We don't need it. Uh, Seahawks, we don't need it. Bengals. Who needs an offensive line? Let them all go. That's because everyone is in, is in Dallas. Like all like 10 good blockers and <laughs> Joe Thomas. Yeah. And yeah, Rodgers has some good O-linemen just for pass protecting. They don't seem to open any holes, but they really protect Rodgers, which is all that matters for the Packers. Uh, as we beat the Seahawks, who put a lot of pressure on Rodgers. But that I think the Seahawks defense might be one of the best defenses in the league uh, in like the last few years. They added Sheldon Richardson, who's absolutely a disgusting defensive tackle, to go with the Legion of Boom. And um, <laughs> they have, they're scary, so I think they'll get it together. A lot of times offensive lines come together near the end of the year because, you know, it takes a lot of chemistry to work together. But do you Maybe think that's even if they uh, do get, like, pull together, will, um, 
Will Eddie Lacy even like do anything? <laughs> I don't know. Eddie Lacy, you know, it's funny. McCarthy said this. He's like, everyone's like, how thin do you want Lacy? He said, I don't want him too thin because then that's not how he's going to, he's not going to be effective. I think he might be so thin he's ineffective. He was getting getting taken down on the first hit every single time uh, versus the Packers. He didn't have any holes, so I think there's a possibility he get. I think that he'll for sure get better, and he'll still be involved maybe. But I think I don't think he's there's any chance he's ever the Eddie Lacy of old because he's the um, a number fine one overall line. pick in a fantasy draft. Eddie Lacy. <laughs> yes, that was a great pick by you, Colton, that year. Um, <laughs> Colton's having a rough few fantasy I'm just years. bad at fantasy football. I like all <laughs> bad football teams. I like Notre Dame, and they lost. And my two fantasy teams lost. Why? I don't even like football. I really don't. <laughs> Football's a bitch sometimes. Uh, my I lost David Johnson, so everyone feel bad for me. And, you know, yeah, send sounds. me your prayers. Yeah, I feel, I feel <laughs> um, so bad for you. Yeah, no. But uh, back to the Packers playing Atlanta this weekend. Uh, we'll see if we can guard Julio Jones this time but the guy who guarded him during the NFC championship game who uh, I, I use quotations air quotations around guarded oh that was so good <laughs> burned him uh, he actually got cut this week um, so our number one corner of the playoffs last week year got cut so uh, hopefully our corners are just a lot better this year and I think I really think the Packers are going to win this I mean the Atlanta's favored I don't know what the line is in Vegas because I don't ever look at that. Ooh, I'll, look up, I'll look up some Vegas lines. Yeah, because uh, on ESPN, the Falcons are 58% chance to win, but I don't agree. I think the Packers are going to win this one. I just I don't like the Falcons this year. I don't think their offense is going to move the ball like they need to, and their defense is is good. It's not great, though. So well, you need to be great to stop in, 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 in football last year? Like in the history of football last year. <laughs> but they did lose their offensive coordinator to the as a uh, to the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, their new head coach. And they also lost their uh, quarterbacks coach to the new New England Patriots of the NFL, the L.A. Rams. Yes, that is what people are calling them. Yeah, so it was actually all the quarterback coach in Atlanta because he became the offensive coordinator in L.A., and uh, they scored a bunch of points, so it's pretty much in the books. Atlanta sucks now. The Falcons are favored by two and a half points. Yeah, they're at home, so I guess that's almost a pick game if uh, at a neutral site, so I guess that's not too bad. I'd still take the Packers because I think they're going to win the game. I'm not into you betting, know? but like, why would you ever take a two-and-a-half point on like favorite? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Well, because like um, I don't know, like what what's Tampa Bay's line? You know. <laughs> oh my God! I have to look up everything. When, well, you got the Vegas lines over there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's Colton whining. <laughs> <laughs> Bucks are favored by seven. <laughs> so, oh man! Uh, so, so would you take the Bucks points. minus seven? You know, do you think Brutal. the Bucks win by more oh, I'm, than seven? I'm taking that for sure. <laughs> See? So, I mean, it's it's up to you. Um, yeah, so that's the breakdown for the Bears and the Packers. Uh, anything else from the NFL you want to talk about? Um, yes, I do. And that is the Monday night game two announcing. There, There's two debuts. One was Rex Ryan in the booth. Awful. So bad. Was he? He was so fucking 
bad. He was like super <laughs> oh. hyped up to like start off, and he like got really amped and like started like walking towards the camera. And I was like, yeah. "Hell yeah, Rex! This is this is your time to shine." And then during the game, he the play-by-play lady would just like like, "Oh, here's like a here's like a four-yard pass to to uh, Melvin Gordon." And then Rex Ryan would be like, "Yeah, that that was a four-yard pass," and, <laughs> and that was it. So I was bored as shit, and then all of a sudden. From the heavens, <laughs> we get sent an angel. Sergio Dip uh, came out Remember of nowhere the name, people. and graced his presence. And I'm gonna look up his. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look up what he what he said while while Jake talks. Oh yeah, so this Sergio Dip, his native language is not English, so I'm, he's out I'm there. Pretty sure it's trying Spanish. to make a name for himself. No, it's really he. He fell into his. You know, he struggled with English, clearly. Oh, here we go. But here I go. thought he was adorable, so. Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in this background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is, having the time of his life, is that making his head coaching debut. That is unbelievable. That was great. A little bit of projection there by Sergio saying that Vance Joseph was having the time of his life. I think clearly Sergio was having the time of his life <laughs> I think he down, blacked there, out and just, down here on the field. You are looking that at the a- coach on your screen, as am I. <laughs> <laughs> and he is having fun being an NFL coach. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, man. I want more Sergio Dip. I want less Rex Ryan. Oh, it was awesome. Did you see uh, uh, Tony Romo's debut? I was just about to bring him up. He was actually pretty uh, charming. He was good as <laughs> shit. Is... Did you see all the all the plays that he called? Yeah, I, I saw a little super clip of him predicting oh like five or six plays. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I blogged cool. this on backupquarterback.org. And um, there's like oh, six fuck. or seven plays where he's like, hey, I bet you five bucks this is going to Marshawn for the – like on the right side. To the left, yeah. He's right. It was awesome. Yeah. Tony did a great job. Uh, so that's exciting. And uh, we get to see Jay Cutler in his new job this week. We should talk about the almost announcer. Jay Cutler gets to play finally for the Dolphins versus the Chargers. I'm excited. You know, I hated Jay Cutler as a bear. So much, but I'm, you know, I think everyone's excited to watch him this week. Even though I'm a little disappointed like we don't it, get to see him be salty. I think everyone um, thinks of it as like a joke now. Like, holy shit, you're still here? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's what it feels like. But um, you know what else is a joke? Probably could have used this for our stat of the day or whatever. But uh, the, do you know the quarterback? Can you tell me the quarterback with the most wins in Cleveland history? I can. I can, and his name is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yes. That's so he embarrassing. Has, he passed Derek Anderson for the most wins in Cleveland, in the city of, so not no, for I think, Cleveland. I think Cleveland. it's just the, the new stadium, which opened in, like, 99. Okay. Well, it says wins in Cleveland. But still, <laughs> that that is, what, 28 is years ago? In 28 <laughs> years, no Cleveland Brown quarterback has more than 10 wins? Well, that's because they've had, like, 28 years, they've had, like, 32 quarterbacks in oh. 28 years. So, they're in a carousel. Kaiser didn't look terrible, though, so that's a little... I like Kaiser. I wanted the Bears to draft him in the second round in my initial um, 
draft thoughts. Oh, I, I wanted them to go Jamal Adams' first pick and then go Kaiser with the second pick. So yeah, that, I, I like Kaiser. Really I like nice him a lot trade. at uh, Notre Dame, even though he only won like four games because Notre Dame sucks and Brian Kelly sucks, and I hope he's out of here <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, Notre Dame is struggling. God, um, I'm so tired so, of Brian Kelly. But no, I like Kaiser. Um, I in, in our in, in the words of our friend Nick Vershardy, he's good. <laughs> that, thank you, Nick. He's always very uh, descriptive. He's so yeah, so yeah. He's a good player, and he's a great player, and he's a good player too. That Drew Brees, he's good at he's good at football. But no, yeah, I like Kaiser. He um he he was always known for being like charismatic and like being a really good like team leader, involving everyone at at, at Notre Dame. So I think that's yeah. I think he has the character to actually succeed in Cleveland. But I have never seen any Cleveland quarterback succeed. So. Yeah, not in our lifetime. So that's disappointing. Uh, we could talk a little bit of college football. Who did the uh, who did Notre Dame lose to? Georgia. George. Oh, that's brutal. No, I mean Georgia was ranked. Notre Dame was ranked. Yeah, I, but I yeah. honestly can't tell you last time Notre Dame won a big game. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, the Notre Dame definitely chokes out most of their. Uh, definitely near the end of the season too. Because Brian Kelly can literally suck a fat one. I'm so tired. Did you see him like bitch out the um, reporter? No. A reporter That's... asked. She was like, "Hey, um, last year you your uh, first big loss was a blowout. This year your first big loss was close. What is the difference in your in your um, demeanor after the game?" Which is a reasonable question. Yeah, and Brian Kelly was just a total fucking asshole. He was like, "Oh, that, that's that's a really dumb question." Next question, <laughs> like, "Fuck oh. you, man! You're getting paid millions of dollars to suck ass at, at coaching at one of the easiest schools to recruit for." Seriously, how loser. can you not have a good team? They have the best recruiting, and uh, they they had a their quarterback ran <laughs> sixteen times and gained one yard. I'm looking at the box score. He also went nineteen for thirty nine. For 211 yards and no touchdowns and 19.3 QBR. That's not very good. God, Their offense yeah. was stagnant. They averaged one and a half yards a carry. That's brutal. You're Notre Dame. You can fucking go get a quarterback. I'm, I, I'm so tired of them. Well, they got Kaiser. They just couldn't use him. They need, they need someone to tell their quarterbacks what to do. Well, Kaiser was like on and off as the starter for two years. He, he was. God, they're so inept. At, they just can't handle yeah, they had, well. they had Tommy Reese back in the day, who is now their quarterback coach. Oh, man, I'm so tired of Brian Kelly. <laughs> Interesting. Um, my team, the Wisconsin Badgers, have looked pretty good so far this year. Uh, they've w- blown out two teams. They weren't, they weren't looking too good. They're ranked ninth. But their freshman phenom running back, uh, James Taylor, carried it 26 times for 223 yards and three touchdowns. So, Looks like Wisconsin's got another exciting running back to watch. He's just a fr- uh, true freshman, and he won the job over uh, some sophomores. Um, he only had eight carries in the first game, but he gained 85 yards off of them. So the second game, they gave him 26 carries, and he gained 223 yards. So uh, that's exciting. You know, Wisconsin running backs are a lot of fun to watch, I'll tell you that. Mostly because they're wide that. open homes. You will. Wide open holes. Um. So that's that's football. That is football, Sorry. correct. We just summed up all of football. Every single part of it. <laughs> Anything you could ever want to know. Um, so let's talk that about the Cubs are coming into the playoffs now. You Not know, too hot. 
<laughs> not too hot, but you know they're still ahead of the Brewers and the Cardinals, so fending them off. They'll they'll coast into the playoffs, and then it's. I I don't know. We're only what like two games up, right? Is it? Two yeah. Goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. St. Louis won, so two two and a half on the Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Cubs could fall out. Easily. How bad I'm would not, that feel? I'm really not appreciating it. <laughs> and you like play you play way. the Cardinals uh, in a three game series. You got two with the Mets here, and then you got three game series with the Cardinals uh, in Chicago. So that should be fun. No, I'm not that, liking this one bit. You got Lackey in the first game. Just just trying to make you like it even more. <laughs> you got Lackey in the first, Hendricks in the second, and Jose Quintana in the third, who has not been great as a Cub. He has not. He's <laughs> awesome. Because we gave up quite a bit. Yeah, Eloy Jimenez, the person you traded for him, has been crushing baseballs in double-A. His season's actually over. He made it to the second-team um, all-prospect list. Uh, or no, first-team. Oh, okay, uh, also Phew. finished the- <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Uh, you also finished the year on f- a four-game series with the Brewers, so you do not get to relax at all. Actually, I was nope. totally wrong. Yeah, I took no, off the Cubs- work for three of these four games, and I hope to go and tell the Cubs to win, just just so they know what to do. Yeah, yell yell down there, tell them, hey, we need to win these ones, boys. Hey, it's like, me, oh, Colton. <laughs> win from backupquarterback.org. Yeah, backerquarterback.org. I'm going to blog the shit out of you. You're welcome. <laughs> Win some ball games, folks. Uh, the White Sox yesterday mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, no. They are now 31 and a half games back of the uh, Cleveland Indians, who have now won 20 in a row and are going for 21 as we speak. As we speak. They're up 3-1 to one on the Tigers right now. So they can win 21 in a row. That is, that's that's so many games. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. Good. I mean, Jay at Bruce the same Howard. time, as good as the Indians are playing, the Dodgers have been playing equally bad, going from maybe winning the most games in the history of baseball to only being three games up on their division, or no, ten games up, but they're three games. Um, as as the best record. Yes, for the best record. And uh, I think they lost 11 in a row in a stretch. Yep. Like, they I won don't know last what night, so that streak is over. But They beat the Giants. I'm so impressed. The Giants, who have 57 and 90, <laughs> they squeaked by them. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, they're, uh, they're in trouble, but, you know, I still think you're crazy to say you'd want to play them in the playoffs because they have Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> you know, and that's two two wins right there. Well, I don't Wrapping know. Not up. if not if the Cardinals overtake the Cubs, right? then that's two losses right there. <laughs> True. That's. So I mean, Chuck wait. Not beat the Cardinals in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. That's fun. That's a fun little fact. Um, yeah, I guess. The, yeah, the Cubs. Even if they were in second place right now, they'd be one game behind the Rockies for the wild card. So. There's a chance two NL Central teams make it, but it doesn't seem likely with um, you guys playing each other so much at the end. Yeah. And Colorado's not looking not as terrible, and Arizona's looking pretty good. So That was, that was a real hot take. <laughs> yeah, the AL wild card is exciting. You got the Minnesota Twins uh, and the Yankees right now with the Angels two games back, 
And then Texas, Kansas City, and Seattle, three games back. Or Seattle's three and a half. But uh, So that's going to come down to the last few games, too. So this wild card race is really living up to the hype, <laughs> you so could say. So much hype. Yeah, and the only NL thing that's really living up to the hype is the NL Central. So <laughs> strap in, folks. Okay, I'll strap in. Are you strapped in? Wait. Yep. All right. <laughs> Well, well, I'm done. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'll hang on. <laughs> you can you can unstrap. unstrap here. Okay. I'm back. All right. And, um, any more baseball uh, stuff you want to talk about? I don't think so. All um, right. Wow, there's some good stuff. I don't know. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I got nothing on the the old MLB. So uh, what the show is really about, and we discussed this last week, uh, Taylor Swift released another new song, right? <laughs> have you heard it? I have not. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm kind of on probation right now. Like, <laughs> you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it right now, and you folks are going to get the live reaction. Oh, folks. You're you in can't find this anywhere else. Just here. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely true. All right, Taylor. Here, here comes my judgment. His <laughs> snap judgment he's going to listen to. Is it called Ready For It? Yeah. Wait, th- come on, Taylor, what are you doing? The song is called Ready For It, but it's got three periods like before it. So, <laughs> oh, uh, Well, are you ready for it? She, look, she looks really good. And, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, fans. All right, I don't like the start. I'm, oh. What are you doing, Taylor? <laughs> I'm not liking this. Trying too hard, you're trying too hard, Taylor. <laughs> Give me a chorus and I might come back, but. Uh, I might like it later, but I do not like this at all right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely similar to the first. I like it more than her first song. I'll say that. Uh, the rap is interesting. It, it It's off-putting, for sure, that she just starts rapping, and you're like, what the hell? Okay, but, no, this chorus isn't bad. No, the chorus is actually not bad at all, but the rapping is off-putting, but it's not bad if you listen to it again. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh god, no. I hate this little thing. Whatever that yeah, is, she, I hate she's it. She's adding a lot of effects into her music now. But, you know, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think this album is has lost all hope. You know, because <laughs> this song isn't bad, and I'll definitely be jamming to it a few times. Maybe her and, strategy is to release one song at a time and just go with the worst song first and just go better and better. That would be badass, like slightly better. That'd be genius. She, she took, like, everyone's two, talking about how bad she up. is, and like if you just give me like if this if this album gives me like three bangers, I'm back on the on the Taylor train. Seriously, and uh, then it'll make a lot of people look stupid because there's a lot of people hating on her and telling her this album's going to be terrible. Yeah, because so the maybe last that's album, her I'm counting. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six just bangers, and the rest For- are all pretty solid too. For what? The rest of her songs on 1989 are oh, solid, yeah. but she has like six like absolute bangers. 
Yeah, well, you can't really compare it to 1989. 1989 is just like one album, album. album of the year, which blows my mind. I mean, you just said it's got six bangers, and the rest are pretty good. You, you oh, can't I mean, like, there's so many bangers on, on Taylor Swift albums. Yeah. You go to Red, there's like 15 bangers. There's only... Oh, yeah. Honestly, no, 15 might be, the, might be the right answer. We got one, two, three aren't bangers, and the rest are all... And I'm, how many I'm, songs I'm on that album? On. What? How many songs on the album? 16. Oh, so 13 bangers out of 16. And, That's... and this isn't even the uh, deluxe version. I'm sure there's a, there's a deluxe version somewhere. <laughs> well, deluxe versions never have more bangers. That would just, you know, they're usually just, eh. In a primary color, Taylor Swift captures the essence of her fourth record. It represents her taste for vengeance, her hot-blooded romantic streak, and the neon-lit pulse of a dance floor. The banjo pluck in, of the title track and the acoustic ballad All Too Well will resonate with country fans. But glossy singles like We Are Never Getting getting Back Together and I Knew You Were Trouble seem destined for, for a broader audience, one that's just as vivid as the title suggests. That is the Taylor that I miss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was well-worded for I'm sure. I'm going to see if, if the new album has uh, has any stupid words already. What do you got here? Nope. Not yet. Uh, you know, we'll give it some time. Well, it's not out yet. There's only two songs out. So... We'll give her some time. We're not going to write the write the book. I mean, like we wrote the book on Katy Perry and that she sucks and should no. Stop. I know. I mean, I, I know for a fact she's done. She's a fucking <laughs> has been because Prism wasn't that good, and then this. I I don't even want to go in into this album because she's awful. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not a fan of her. Prism did um, have roar. I'll give her that. And birthday was solid. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, they're just such basic songs, you know. They get boring very quickly, too. Yeah. Um, I just saw this rumor. I didn't see it today. It was on Mike and Mike this morning. Apparently, there's some rumors that Andrew Luck's camp, I don't like that word, so all of his, his agents and his posse. stuff, yeah, his posse is not happy with the Colts for playing him while injured. Might want to force a trade. <laughs> oh, well, man. I don't... Colts fans on Suicide Watch. I mean, that is that would be the biggest trade in the NFL and probably in NFL history if you trade a franchise quarterback. I mean, I didn't he just sign like a hundred and fifty-eight million dollar deal? I mean, yes, but like any team wouldn't be willing to take that on. Yeah, you but know, the, like the what Niners I'm saying is he can't it. be that unhappy with the Colts if he just signed that deal. True, that so is I'll, true. But I'll I think Mike Andrew Mike. Luck wants to be. Uh, you know, he's a loyal guy, but the Colts are screwing him. They need to give him a damn offensive line and uh, get him, let him be healthy, you know, give him a, a respectable team around him, you know. Well, yeah, the Colts are a terribly run franchise. They got lucky haha, by, um, by just getting two franchise quarterbacks in the last, like, 20 years. But yeah, it lined up very perfectly for them. Peyton Manning was basically his own coach. So they got lucky there, and now with Andrew Luck, Chuck no pun Pagano's intended, a terrible coach. pun intended, uh, they just aren't aren't handling him well, and he yeah. he's not like a Peyton Manning type where he's gonna do his own thing like twenty four seven, and just make make it like everyone else. No. Sorry, he's just a regular quarterback who's not a freak of nature like Peyton was. Well, he could be. I just think he has been trying to trust the Colts. You know, because he's just a young kid, you know, and he's, you know, I think he was just trying to trust in his coaches, but someday he might realize, hey, 
I'm smarter than all these guys, you know, because he's a genius. Yeah, he went so to I think Stanford. Someday, People never talk about that. No, that's crazy. Um, but, yeah, he's a smart guy. I think he might start taking over the offense. But uh, coaching hot seat, Chuck Pagano, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely – honestly, he's probably gone after this year. You know who might be gone and is an interesting coaching at is Bruce Arians. You know, with David Johnson out two to three months, I don't know how the Cardinals move the football. You know, they looked bad against the Lions. Um, they looked bad all last year, and David Johnson's the, you know, the most electric all-purpose guy in the league besides maybe Le'Veon Bell. So And Tariq Cohen. <laughs> of course, the freak. Um, but, yeah, so that's another interesting coaching hot seat situation. Yeah, Sorry, maybe. I don't know. that. You know what? Who knows? I'm not, I'm not an expert. And if I, the Bears only win three, I'd say John Fox is definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, I think John Fox will be out after this year. Yeah, if you guys win less than six, or you know, less than six games, if you win six or more, I think he keeps his job. Well, because I'm sure we'll end up going like one and four, and then people are going to start calling for uh, Trubisky, and then it's it's almost impossible to handle that well unless he <laughs> literally goes to Trubisky and, and Trubisky wins out. So yeah. that's that's gonna stir some things up, and then he'll probably either get annoyed and leave, or he'll get canned. And then that way, Trubisky has, like, a guy that um, that, he, that he can be with his whole mm-hmm. career, some stupid shit like that. I'm yeah, sure we'll, we'll hire someone who's done. Actually, I hope Bruce Arians gets fired so the Bears can hire him. Even that's though what I, I was saying. <laughs> there's actually, I heard a podcast that he was on. He was on Pat McAfee's podcast. Yeah. And he said that he still holds a grudge for the Bears for not not – Signing yeah, him. they chose uh, what's his dick? Was it uh, Tressman? They yep. chose Mark, chose Mark Tressman, Tressman over, over so Bruce Arians. I heard um, uh, what? Bruce Arians said he still holds a grudge. So every time he plays the Bears, he wants to beat him by forty. Every single time. Oh, so I doubt. <laughs> I don't think he's coming to the Bears. Yeah, he's he's not going to the Bears. So best of luck to him. Stay in Arizona. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> oh my God! What if? What if the problem the, with the what Bears? If, what if Notre Dame fires Brian Kelly and then he goes to the Bears? <laughs> Just to make you sad. I, I honestly wouldn't watch football. They would hear this podcast and be like, that would be hilarious. I, would, I wouldn't watch would. it. That'd, oh, my God. I'd be so pissed. Uh, um, another thing about the, the Bears, they're in a lot of trouble because even if Trubisky comes in, I doubt he can kill it. You know, if, if John Fox does make that move because he'll have to do it with – no weapons. His number one weapon is either Tariq Cohen or Zach Miller. You know, he's got no What about receipts. Adam Shaheen? Gronk 2.0. Did he, how many snaps did he even play in week one? I don't, I don't, I don't think he saw the field. Uh, well, I mean, you know, maybe next year, the year after, because tight ends always take a while to develop. But he's got no weapons right now. <laughs> like, yeah. that would be brutal to just throw a guy out there, you know, and – uh you know, let's say you guys are playing like the Seahawks. Like I couldn't imagine Trubisky playing the Seahawks when none of your receivers can beat anybody. All right, I'm looking at the um, looking at the schedule. Week mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So week eight, we are at New Orleans, and that is Mitch Trubisky's first start. Yeah, I'm th- I'm saying week. When's your bye? Week nine. We, oh, okay, I'm saying like week five. You know, I don't think it lasts very long. One, two, three, four. Week five, we play Minnesota. 
I'm not going to have somebody debut against that defense. That's a really good defense. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying at at New Orleans, terrible defense. That's that's the place for you. It could be the Packers week four, though. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but they're not going to bench Glenn in week four after all that offseason talk. That's what okay. That's what people said about Tom Savage. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't go out and sign Tom Savage. True. I mean, yeah, I think, but I don't think the money. I think matters. they're going to give week nine or week eight, whatever I just said, October 29th uh, at New Orleans. That is Mitch Trubisky's very first start. He'll have a decent game, and then he'll go into the bye week and then play Green Bay. Maybe have a, a decent game. Yeah, because the defenses after that aren't too good. So that's that's a good time to start him then. Wow, well, I, I, should, I should run the Bears. Yeah, I think that's going to be your job next. Coach John Fox... Out, Coach Colton St. Vincent in. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, like, like looking at the schedule. Like, this, this is a good time to venture a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even played a second game yet, and you're planning when to uh, start to bench your starting quarterback. You almost beat the NFC's best player or best team last year. Yeah, but almost doesn't get you rings. That's what I say all the time. Bears are definitely in ch- in store for a ring this year of some sort. Ring or you know, bust? Well, as soon as they make you the coach and Brian Kelly the assistant coach. If Brian Kelly is the assistant coach, I'm just going to have him wipe my ass. Like, just carry around <laughs> toilet paper so I can poop anywhere and then just have him wipe. Would you take an assistant coaching job under Brian Kelly? The only reason I would do that would, would be to collude and to get him out. <laughs> to, like, start a, start a rebellion. Well, I would never want to be under Brian Kelly. He's a big dude. That's a lot of weight. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's all of our sports talk. Yeah, and Taylor Swift. We that, that, we kind of rounded out our Taylor Swift with sports talk. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves a good Taylor Swift segment. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't seen any movies lately because I've been watching strictly Game of Thrones. I started Game of Thrones, just finished season one two days ago. Nice. I didn't watch it yesterday because how mad I was at, at the end of season one. <laughs> oh my god! That... Episode nine. Oh. Okay. I don't so know if we for can those of you who have not watched Game of Thrones, season turn, one. Turn, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Just just turn this off now so I can talk to Jake about it. All right. There you go. <laughs> Ned Stark. Dying. Holy shit! <laughs> that was that. Honestly, that was the biggest turn of events I've ever watched in in any show ever. No, I did not see it coming at all. Like I was mind fucked when they. Why did is that. he on even... the, all of the HBO posters? Because <laughs> they're tricky. Like, like I, now I don't know if t- like I've been seeing him and uh, Peter Dinklage on everything, and I don't know if Peter Dinklage is gonna die. You know? <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, like you scroll like I, I watch that like on my phone and then like like stream it to my TV. You scroll through everything and there and there's Ned Stark right there on, on the throne. And then he's fucking gets his head chopped off. Holy fuck! <laughs> Just die. <laughs> honestly, I was so mad going to bed. I lost sleep, and then I was so mad that I didn't watch it yesterday. Oh yeah, because now you just want to know, like, oh, you just want fucking Joffrey to die, dude. I want Arya to kill Joffrey so bad. Arya's my girl. I love Arya. She's Arya amazing. is awesome, and I want her to kill Joffrey so fucking bad. But. <laughs> That's all I want to say. I don't want any spoilers, but I, ha- I had to get that off my chest. I fucking hate Joffrey. I hate the season one ending is probably is so far my favorite season finale, Holy and I've seen two fuck. season finales. And then, um, 
Daenerys is a fucking badass. Dude, Khaleesi is the shit. I love her. Daenerys Targaryen, but they call her Khaleesi. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she's got a big arc coming up, so be excited. So, I mean, I, she's, she's definitely going to... Like, all all I've heard about is, is, is how cool these, these dragons are in, like, season seven. So, <laughs> yeah, shit's going to get real, real fast. Actually, real slow. That's fucking six seasons away, but... <laughs> yeah, it's going to go extremely slow. You know, so, yeah. they keep saying winter is coming. I, I just spoiler word. Uh, I'm in season three. Winter's not here yet. <laughs> well, I don't know. Saying, I don't know the whole fucking timeline because after the first saying, like winter is coming. I think winter episode one to episode two was like a month in between. Yeah, because Bran gets pushed out of that window and then he's in a coma for a month and then Mama Stark leaves and then they talk about how she was praying next to his bed for a month. So yeah, by. Um, Keeping uh by winter is coming. They meant, I think it's coming. Maybe in a couple of years. I don't know. Keep Dude, watching and, our yeah, damn show. Then, oh my, and then, and then, how far north is this wall? Because it's always like twelve <laughs> degrees there, and it's snowy as balls. I know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, and it seems the snow seems to end at the wall, which is funny. Um, but there's a lot to come. Uh, how handsome is Jon Snow? Jon Snow is handsome as shit. Um, Sam is handsome as shit. Do you know who Sam is? <laughs> yeah, the big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me so much meme. of um, Neville from Harry Potter. <laughs> he is a lot like Neville. I saw a meme of him. He was talking on a talk show. He's like, people keep asking me, you're you're in the you know you're in the Night's Watch. You don't get any food. You know it's cold. How are you still fat? He's like, there are dragons and like <laughs> people doing magic. Like, and me being fat is what you can't believe? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I've heard I've heard a lot of weird complaints about the newest season. Um, like, somebody was complaining that there was, like, a, a raven that, that flew too fast. But, <laughs> but, but like you said, there's, there's like, there's, there's uh, white walkers and there's zombies and then there's magic. Like, yeah. But, but you're worried about this raven going too fast? Yeah, I don't Fucking get it. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, yeah, no. Game of Thrones is great. I'm excited. I'm in uh, finishing up season three up here soon, and it's really good. Yeah, Khaleesi's so is so badass. I'm gonna have to come vent every time I I finish a a season. Yeah, and people. I mean, at this point, we sh- you know, even though we're the people who would be spoiled, you shouldn't be getting spoilers. People just watch the show. Cause yeah, well, yeah, I was. Me and me and Brock were talking because because Brock started it too, mm-hmm. and um, you can't really get mad if people spoil it because the seventh season just happened. It's not Seriously, like the show's I, I new. We've had yeah. seven plus years to start watching this, which means seventy episodes. Actually, I think it's sixty-seven hour-long episodes. Yeah, but sixty-seven like, hours. <laughs> but a, yeah, but like, but like, you've had seven seven years to start this. You can't be like, oh no, don't don't spoil anything from what happened seven years ago. Shut up. Yeah, seriously, like it's weird because I'm watching it in like a week, and I'm like, Jesus, Arya is growing up so fast. <laughs> I know. This, this probably <laughs> She's was like, like a, a superhuman. <laughs> oh, funny. so that was that was the uh, Game of Thrones season one recap from two people who just started watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Yes, and have very in-depth of it. I'm sure everyone was dying to hear a season one recap of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's, about, it's about time we finally heard the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ned Stark dies, though. 
Holy I hope you didn't shit. tune back in after avoiding spoilers. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is definitely the place to come for spoilers if you want some. <laughs> uh, All right, well, I guess, I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah, that was a good one. It was the, maybe top 13. Uh, I'd say 100% a fact, a top 13, as long as we're not counting the lost episode. Uh, well, yeah, that was, that was a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> the legendary lost episode. That was such a bad episode. <laughs> okay, well, you know what, guys? Um, you can follow our blogs. Um, go to backupquarterback.org. Follow me on Twitter at Colton St. Vincent. Jake is at JakeLaRue1. Follow us on Twitter at BackupQB underscore blog. YouTube, Backup Quarterback. What else you got? Um, that's it. We're uh, Colton's been posting articles like a madman over there. So check out backoutquarterback.org. It's yep. interesting stuff. Good I'm reads. starting to. I usually, I usually start drinking by myself a little and then type a few blogs. <laughs> Who doesn't want to hear Colton's drunk words on sports? <laughs> There's not many of them. <laughs> I just type like 80 words. Yeah, them. you know. It's it's almost, you know, I feel like you should get drunk and start tweeting from the account. I did during the Mayweather-McGregor fight, and everything was a typo, so I, I deleted it all. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We, had, we got hacked. That wasn't cool. <laughs> we got hacked by alcohol. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we will catch you on the flippity flop. Peace. Loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. Faster than the wind, passionate as sin, ending so suddenly. Loving him is like trying to change your mind once you're already flying through the free fall. Like the colors in autumn, so bright just before they lose it all. Losing